Alright, welcome back to SIO Radio, Sorted Out Radio. It's been a while, but we're back, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, today, we are going to be going over the Super Bowl with recurring guest Patrick Rorty. Welcome, Patrick. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Happy to be on. Thank you, Max. Now, you have come on last year when the Rams and the Patriots were in the playoffs, and we both have... Oh, yeah. I guess it's been exactly a year. It's been a year. We started this last year during playoffs, and, you know, it was fun, and I've kind of just been off the radar with actual recordings, but still been on it with the pics on my Instagram, uh, but decided, like, I had to get it out for Super Bowl, because that's what we do best. Uh, not me last year because I think I was so I was so allured by my August Rams Super Bowl future that I, I was just so close that I like couldn't envision another scenario besides Rams winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both had the consensus on the Rams, but even in that last Super Bowl episode, I was giving every reason to give to take the Pats, and yet I still took <laughs> based on what we were talking about and where like the money was going to and on the fact that I just don't like the Patriots. So that's the way. All right, so you want me to went. jump in with the money report as of Wednesday because I have the. I have the money report up, courtesy of the Sharp Plays. I don't know if you follow them on Twitter, but if you do, it is definitely worth a follow. Are you you talking about the money for this game? The money for this game, yes. Okay. Um, So, hold on. So, let's start now. So, Super Bowl. We have the the Chiefs representing the AFC, Niners representing the NFC, uh, and the line is looking at one. Is it one wherever you see it? That's where I'm seeing it everywhere, correct? I'm seeing it as one. Yeah, Chiefs with the the minus one, 49ers catching one. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, let us know where you see the money's at. So, the money earlier in the week and since the opening line as of last Monday or Sunday night, depending on book, was on San Francisco. And it was actually pretty steady on San Francisco. So, you can take that one of two ways, people trying to catch a number early or people just confident in the 49ers outright. But since yesterday afternoon, sharp consensus actually switched because there was a, there was a out of the top 10 sharp bettors, there was five to two. It was five to two on San Francisco. And as of yesterday, it's completely split five, five. An algorithm showing Kansas City with a two-point advantage. Right. So I really do not know what to make of that. I know. I think they have this line right where they want it, where you know you support the team that you want to win. You can take every algorithm and every number and put them into your system and do whatever you want, depending on what what numbers you calculate them by. But I, I mean, you get one of the best offenses against one of the best defenses, and that's what you're going to get at the end of the day. Um, when you saw this line open at basically a pig what were your initial thoughts my initial thoughts that i even put money to where my mouth is was san francisco is probably going to win this game by more than a touchdown mm-hmm. and i was confused by the line mm-hmm. so i actually placed um a multi-unit wager that actually as of today i bought back on the chiefs and, re- and reduced my my position to only one unit okay so i was i I read a couple things today, kind of felt a little weird, and I, I know all the Jimmy Garoppolo hate is kind of validated with, he only threw eight passes his last game, mm-hmm. but like, if you don't need to pass, why pass? Exactly, that's what that's what I, like, I was thinking the whole time, but it's like, that's just classic NFL, you know, pound, pound the rock, pound the rock, have a good defense, 
and the the Chiefs are basically kind of moving away from that and what the NFL kind of was and is is where it's flashy flashy this flashy that pass fast fast receivers um, yeah, that's that's what that's what the Chiefs embody, kind of mm-hmm. maybe more new age football. And but I think I don't know if I'm old school, but I don't really like that as much. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're gonna. It's the new era. That's what people love to see. People love Mahomes, and I, I think a lot of people, you know, aren't really trusting Jimmy G in this moment yet. Which is bizarre to me because. He hasn't really shown us a reason not to believe him in the playoffs. I know. He he won in Seattle to get the one seed for San Francisco, which mm-hmm. everyone just conveniently forgets. I know it came down to like a controversial call on on the one yard line, but he still had his position his team in a position to win. Then, if you go back a couple weeks earlier, he was in New Orleans and put up I think fifty points on the Saints. Yeah. I think That's it actually was fifty too. plus. It's basically what their game plan is and where they're at going into like second quarter, coming out of half, like what they need to get, what they need to do to get the job done at the time wherever they're at, you know. Yeah, they're they're one of the few teams I can remember that can win pretty much any way you need them to win. And I think that you can say the same about the Chiefs as well. Um, So. Going back, I don't think I actually totally disagree with you on that. I if if the Chiefs. If, if they're dropping eight and rushing three and having success with only rushing three or even just rushing four and dropping the, the other three into coverage and they're having success, I don't think the Chiefs have any shot really at putting up a lot of points on, on the 49ers. Yeah, well, especially if they're getting pressure with dropping or having three go in and dropping eight back. That, yeah, especially. That, especially so I mean, that's, you, that, that'll neutralize any offense, but... But when you see that, you you better get the run game going. Okay. And I I don't know if I necessarily trust the Chiefs running game. Okay, we'll get we'll get into details into more of that in a second. I still want to talk about this line. Um, where do you see the line going closer to game time? I think that the Chiefs could probably go up half a point, but I would I would imagine it would be pretty deadlock on the minus one minus one and a half that's yeah that's where i see it i think as game time approaches i think there's going to be more money coming in on the chiefs from the public side but then it's going to be that because i think well you said your sharp consensus is showing the niners but i think more of the sharp money is going to come on the niners or you said sharp on the chiefs but i think it's going to come in more on the niners towards game yeah time. so i so there's it could be that they were just buying out of position similar to what I did. And, exactly. and head faking, which happens a lot in the NFL, especially with two weeks off, you can you can try to move a number by pushing lots of bread one way and then buying back with huge numbers the other way. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think there is a best time to buy Chiefs and a best time to buy Niners because the line won't be moving too much um, regardless. So, because that's something I wanted to bring up. If you wanted to buy Chiefs, you know, like, I'd say maybe get it now before it goes up. And if you wanted to buy a Niners, I don't think it's going to, like, best case you wait towards the end. Because I think the, the only way the Chiefs line goes is it goes up so you get more value on the Niners. Um, that's that's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah, I, I don't see it going the other, other way. And if anything, if... I don't know why I've kind of taken a couple steps back on the Niners trying to put 
details to my thoughts, but I can actually see the Chiefs going up a, a full point with reverse line movement if money starts flooding heavy on the Niners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a difficult line to kind of predict what's happening. Um, let's talk. About I don't the, think it'll go to a pick 'em. That's I'll put it that way. Okay, and you okay? Uh, let's talk about the over under at fifty four. Absolutely zero thoughts on this. I don't know about you. I am not a good totals. Uh, I'm not either. But I wanted to bring it bring it up and see what your thoughts are. I I I kind of have the game at thirty one twenty three Niners, mm-hmm. which puts it right on fifty four. <laughs> and I know that's kind of a cop out, but that's that was my initial thoughts earlier before I even saw it was fifty four. I kind of thought maybe a little bit above a, a seven point game the Niners way, but I think that number's probably dead on. If anything, it's going to stay a shade below. Yeah, I think you're flipping on a coin if you want to bet the over under. Because you don't know what's going to, what like, there's no algorithm out there to tell you what's going to happen. I mean, that's how every game is, but, yeah. You I, would, get, I would lean to the under. I would lean to the under only because I think that the Chiefs are probably going to have to settle for more field goals than they think. Mm-hmm. Because their red, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Chiefs' red zone efficiency was pretty lackluster this year. They scored a lot of touchdowns, but they tended to come from out, from outside, outside, outside the in the red zone, and usually that's when running the ball benefits you. They really struggled. I think they were 17th. I'll pull it up right now. I'm pretty sure their red zone efficiency was 17th in the league, which is not good. Really? Yep, 17th. Mm-hmm. All right, so now let's get into like some game plans that we can see out of the Chiefs and the Niners. And... Well, actually, before we get into that, no, we'll get we'll get to our pick towards the end after talking about this. I'll I'll, I'll go game plan. I have a I have a big thought of what the Chiefs are going to do. All right, start start us off with that. So Chiefs defense versus 49ers offense. Probably the one game plan decision I think that's going to happen almost assuredly is Steve Spagnuolo is going to up their blitz percentages. Mm-hmm. They they blitz pretty much on average or just a tear, uh, a hair below average of the league average. So they're around twenty eight percent to thirty percent of all plays they will blitz. Interestingly enough, Garoppolo is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league against the blitz. Yeah. This is kind of where he generates that hate because we've seen so many quarterbacks in the past, whether it's Brady, Rogers, even Mahomes, Breeze. Big Ben, guys that when the blitz comes, they're actually at their best. Garoppolo crunches under pressure. They average a full five yards less than they do when there is no blitz. So I think Spagnuolo is going to bring the house. I I would see the blitz numbers come closer to 45% of all all defensive snaps. Yeah. But so what's their plan for the run? Because blitz aren't going to work if they uh, jump it to the outside. Uh, well, blitzing, they run a lot. Of, so the 49ers run a lot of zone runs where they're trying to somewhat get to the edge, but not really. You can have, like, corner blitzes can neutralize that. It, it, it all depends on if there's an RPO, in which case, if there's an RPO and you're bringing a corner blitz, then you're pretty much fucked. So I think that the only way that they're going to really be able to stuff the run is set the edge and, and get Frank Clark really disrupting the initial run game mm-hmm. because if you can disrupt the initial run game, then you won't have play action off it. 
So you mentioned to me uh, before we started this the the Chiefs stat against the two one offense. Do you want to share that? Yeah. So this this took me away, and this kind of speaks to why I took a step off the Forty ers earlier. Is the Forty ers play more twenty one personnel than any team in the league? That's been true since Kyle Shanahan showed up. And for those and who don't should... know, ex- explain what the two one offense is. So the 21 personnel is when you have two running backs, two tight ends, and two uh, wide receivers. And, or maybe, no, it's one tight end. But either way, that's that's when their fullback is coming in. The the kid from Harvard, Mike, who I can't pronounce his last name, but it's yeah. starts with a J. <laughs> who just that's got when a, he 90, a 96 overall card on Madden 20. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. But they they run a lot of twenty one personnel. But the 49ers, although they haven't, I mean the the Chiefs, although they haven't faced twenty one personnel much this year, they actually let up the least amount of yards per snap, better than any team in the league against twenty one personnel. It was it was only fifty seven plays to be exact, mm-hmm. which is not much. But they let up two point four yards against twenty one personnel. I, think I really don't know what to make of that, but that's legit. I mean, it's definitely something to consider. If definitely, if you're you're back in the Chiefs coming into this, and I think it kind of helps with the Chiefs' defensive game plan, knowing that that's what they dominantly run, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. They dominantly run that, and the fact that the Chiefs have they're probably going to expand on what they're going to do to to cope with twenty one personnel. But the fact that they already have success is telling. Yeah, both both teams are gonna have a lot of changes, a lot of different stuff, a lot of different schemes going into this, just so it's not, you know, what they're expecting as every Super Bowl should. Um, let me ask you this, and this is kind of going for the Niners. Uh, so, how was it that teams like the Colts, who were able to beat the Chiefs on Sunday night, and the Lions, who didn't allow them to throw a TD, or allow Mahomes to throw a TD, contain Mahomes? So how do you contain Mahomes? Basically, man <laughs> coverage, right? Well, for me sitting on the couch, you know I have all the answers. But yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I have just written down. But so let's let's take lines for example in their game. So Matt Patricia elected to play man coverage on thirty six of Mahomes' forty eight dropbacks to limit that him. That totally makes sense. To limit him That's from the only shred, way you can from, stop it. from shredding zones. So like he usually does, and then so match by playing man, it's to kind of match the Chiefs' speed more with the defensive backs coming in. And we all know that Sam Fran's defensive line, they're, they're, they have the uh, best four-man pass rush in the league, so they can leave the seven back and play man and do it most successfully. Uh, but I don't know if the Niners can necessarily stack up with – the Chiefs on man-to-man coverage. I don't. I don't think Sherman has the speed. Sherman is notorious for playing like kind of a hybrid zone. Mm-hmm. So I don't even think they will be in man-to-man because Sherman's always been the ball hawk, lock, lockdown kind of guy in like a two-man cover or a three-man cover. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're really going to play that much zone. I mean, that much man, which which definitely scares me. I think that the biggest thing would be schematically, and this is all going to be on Salah, is can you get pressure to the quarterback on the edge with 
without letting Damian Williams in the screen game get going. Yes, because that would if, be if they can neutralize the screen game, I think that the 49ers defense will be successful. Yeah. Um, also, another just kind of going back off to Mahomes' stats against man coverage, something I got from uh, NFL First Gen Stats. Um, uh, 16 of the 17 interceptions that Mahomes has had since 2018 have come from four or fewer pass rushers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which kind of speaks, which kind of speaks back to what I was originally saying. With, I think that the 49ers will be most successful, or teams are generally successful when they can at least get pressure with four and not bring the extra guy. Mm-hmm. And I think we we will see that from the Niners' defense. Because, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Your excuse, Matt. <laughs> the, I mean, they, they are the best forefront, and they'll, they'll give pressure to them. Yeah, I mean, I think Armstead's about to have an absolutely massive game. Mm-hmm. Bosa will attract the double team most of the game, but it's. It, it, I think it, this is going to be one of the most fun Super Bowls I can remember because usually when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, Besides that twenty-eight to three comeback, they they won a boring game, mm-hmm. and the 49ers are going to push a boring game. Um, that won't happen with the Chiefs. Yeah, they're going to be taking shots downfield, and I actually think that the 49ers are going to try to put put the Chiefs to sleep, run the ball, run the ball, run mm-hmm. the ball, play action, and start taking some shots. I mean, they have burners. Emmanuel Sanders is not only in the slot; he double moves you. He's got. I think, so, I th- we'll see. Yeah, I mean, there's two things to win the game, right? It's time of possession and defense, the, at least in my eyes, right? If you can, uh, if I you think can win right. the time of possession right. battle and you can, stop, you can stop the other side, then sure enough, you'll win that game. Yep. You, yeah. want, you want to know another quick fact? Yeah, let's hear it. Since the modern Super Bowl era, no, no team has ever won the Super Bowl that – was outgained on defense more than they gained themselves throughout the regular season. So the the Chiefs, interestingly enough, have given up 402 yards per game, which is astronomical, by the way. Yeah. Like, to, I don't know how to have, they win games yeah. with giving up 400 yards, but they, they also gained themselves 392. So, I mean, it's a 10-yard split. It's pretty much even. But how are you going to win a game against the 49ers giving up 400 yards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I don't see it. Especially with how the Niners' defense play, they they make tackles and they don't try and do anything cute, like, you know, go for the legs or whatever and let them, let them like, run off, try and punch the ball out, this and that. They, they wrap oh, they up, definitely they wrap up, up and that's it. And that's what yes. I love watching about them. And, that, and I noticed it more in the Packers game, I'm like, Damn, like they just know how to like they're disciplined. Especially, I mean, Sherman has always been a great quarterback tackler. Mm-hmm. They definitely have the name. Um, you know, one other thing I guess we haven't really brought up name wise is is Matthew. I I think Tyron Matthew might might get to Garoppolo, and if we're if we're gonna get into props, I kind of like the Tyron Matthew over half a sack. I didn't even see that. But yeah, okay. We'll we'll get to problems in a second. One thing I want I want to ask you too is, do you, like Andy Reid going into this game? 
do you think we see anything different in a sense, like in the past where he chokes? <laughs> when he, when he, so to speak, chokes. Yes. Um, I, I think he's notoriously uh, not great with clock management. I, I don't know if you can really learn clock management in two weeks. I think it's kind of more speaks to a style of play where people scratch their heads. He plays momentum where other people tend not to and just go by traditional football timeouts and let's get a timeout before the two-minute warning. And, you know, he kind of screws those things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we'll see any of those things. I, I just worry that I, I think he might get out-schemed by Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan kind of seems like the the next guy, the, the Bill Belichick of the next generation schematically. I mean, he's so young. And it seems like he's just doing things that other guys aren't seeing. And before someone listens to this and say, well, we were saying that about Sean McVay. I was about to yeah, say. but not not really, because he did this before Sean McVay's name was even known when he was on the Falcons. It's like Julio Jones and Matt Ryan were dominated when he was the OC. Mm-hmm. So, like, at least he's been doing this over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is everyone w- – look. He is what everyone wanted McVay to be, but yeah, he's the original McVay. And I hope he, I hope he doesn't come out and lay a, lay a fucking egg. I don't, you know what? But that's that's the beauty of Kyle Shanahan's style of play. I think it's very difficult to lay an egg when you have a phenomenal offensive line, a phenomenal defensive line, and you can run the ball over anybody. Mm-hmm. It's hard to lay an egg. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, so now I have kind of three points, the kind of like stupid shit to, like, has nothing to do with any of the teams, but I just want to lay it out there. Um, I think I made the same point last year with, uh, teams wearing white, have won 13 of the last 15 Super Bowls, and the Niners also are 2-0 and when wearing white in the Super Bowl. Got that? I got that. I mean, the white team usually prevails, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the Niners are on the white. Are, are they are. They're the wearing their, their quote-unquote lucky whites. And then so, yeah, so. and then I made that stat, too, where the Patriots have only lost to uh, teams in green jerseys. And lost to only teams in the NFC East. Uh, another, the last three teams to win the title in Miami all started 5-0. and Uh-huh. That is the Niners, so, and that, that is, is when I that is when you know I place I my trends, future though, Max. Huh? I'm like notorious for hating trends. I always I try to like hop to the other side of the trend. But I love these. I love storyline trends where it's like you know. I think there's just something in the stars that make these align. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. And then for the that last one sense. that I I just made up completely on my own, and I told it to you a couple days ago. So for those who for those who follow Chinese New Year. Last time Andy Reid won a Super Bowl, was it the Packers? Anyways, as the uh, as the offensive um, coordinator, um, won a Super Bowl was with the Pat. Yeah, that wrote it. Uh, that was the year of the Rat. And fast forward to this game in 2020. Guess what year it is? You bet. The year of the Rat. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are if you are into Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. Um, those kind of things. Maybe luck might be on your side for the Chiefs. 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But if it's coming down to teams and statistics, I don't know. Before we get into props, uh, I think it's time to share our pick for who's going to win. I'm not going to say units, but uh, with everything shared, I will be taking the Niners. You're going to be taking the Niners? Yes. Um, it's not my top bet of the weekend, but I will be taking the Niners as well. But definitely not as much as I've done on other things. Yeah. So. And I'll be on the Niners. Uh, this is one of the tighter Super Bowls I can remember because I don't know what the Chiefs are going to give me. Mm-hmm. And it's at the same time I want to root. It's like one of the, it's one of those Super Bowls where you kind of want to root for both, or like you won't be upset if one one or the other wins. You know, I guess it's really whoever wins is kind of take <clears throat> takes the role as the big dog in the NFL. You know, and kind of takes that torch, right? Yeah, I mean. I actually think that the Niners are built for success over the next four or five years. I I don't actually think that the the Chiefs will be able to get it done over the next four or yeah. five years. Maybe when Andy Reid decides to build and focus more on his defense, that's when we'll see it. But I there's no doubt in my mind that both of these QBs will have a Super Bowl by the time they retire. That's a that's a nice. I, I wish there was a little prop bet for that. I mean, <laughs> you're, gar- you're guaranteed you one. Hold it for ten years. You're guaranteed one on <laughs> Sunday, and then I mean, you'd be one of the happiest men on earth if it ended up being uh, Garoppolo winning on Sunday, and all you had to do is have Mahomes win one before he retires. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice little bet. Okay, let's get into props, and I think that a lot of people enjoy this, or just doing okay. props in general. And depending on how many you do, there's so much you need to focus on. You might need to even like write them down. But I wrote down quite a lot. I don't know. The ex- it's looking like maybe 20. <clears throat> and I might just lay like, lay like half a unit on all of them. But I'm going to share. How do you, you want to go about this? Because you have a co- How many do you have? Oh, I only have three. <laughs> okay. Um, Dude, no one... It, I don't know if the people listening are in the business of making money. But <laughs> never in your life... Should you be betting twenty props? Hey, they're all like maybe ten dollar wagers. Regardless, I, I'll share my thoughts on them, and then people can pick and choose that way. But you, and then when I go over them, you can tell me if you like it or not. Uh, okay. But but start start us off with your three, and then we'll go with we'll mine. Okay, so my my favorite prop. I'm going to do them in descending order on how likely or how confident I am in them. Number one is Tyron Matthew over half a sack at plus 180. Got it. That I plan on putting pretty heavily on. Then my second one, pretty close to one, I wasn't sure which one my favorite one was, What is Robbie Gold field goal in the third quarter, yes. <laughs> That's plus 210. I absolutely, absolutely love that one. Why the third quarter? Because third quarter tends to be a time where you have so similar this is the way I look at it similar to the first quarter you have a team that scripts plays so you come out at halftime with a scripted game plan which kind of hedges you a little bit better for a successful drive rather than in the middle where you don't know where your starting field position is you could be buried in the third quarter you start on the 25 if it is the Chiefs I mean if it is the Niners 
you get a nice little drive at, and red zone usually pinches. I think we're going to see more field goals than we think in this game. And I like Robbie Gold with a, with a nice little third quarter oopsies. <laughs> okay, I like it. What were you? What'd you say the odds were at? Plus two ten. Oh, okay. Well, there's some freaking yeah, value so, for you. So that that's a nice little uh, third quarter prop bet, and, and it's also nice that you don't have to like wait the whole game for that one. It's third quarter over and done. Then my my next favorite prop, which this is not going to be taken very well, but I like Chiefs penalty yards over fifty six and a half. Okay. I, I, I think they struggle big time in the defensive secondary. I think it's the weakest part of their team. And I think there's going to be a lot of defensive holdings and PIs, and there's going to be a big second-half PI from the Chiefs without a doubt. And I, I think that they're going to be dinged on the penalty yards. It's going to go way over 56. Okay. So those are your three. Those are my three. Okay. I've narrowed mine down to a couple more realistic ones that you can take. Like, I had the national anthem on here. I won't get into that, uh, but I did have the under. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, first one I want to go over is special teams uh, slash defensive TD. Yes, and that's a plus 187 well, from where I saw it. Uh, I think there's a good chance for there to be a defensive TD. I also think there's a good chance for there to be a special teams TD, and I get value with it. A uh, little, little nugget I found, too, of the 10 kickoff TD returns in Super Bowl history. Four of them have taken place in Miami. I don't know what it is with the weather there. Um, I think that was kind of interesting. And then, I mean, you kind of get some boosted odds there, too, with Hardman being one of the returners. Tyreek on the punt, I believe. And then you get just San Fran's defense who can possibly just take one back from interception. So I like that. Let's see what else I got here. Um, oh, you shared one with me, too, that I agreed with that you didn't say, so I'll say it here. Uh, to A TD to be overturned by replay, yes. And that's also at plus 187, and I want you to go into a little bit of detail about that. So that was one of my original – it didn't actually make the list. I think the only reason it didn't make the list is because I didn't bet it yet. The other three I already have wagers on, mm-hmm. so I wanted to, like – you know, put my money where my mouth is. These are my three that I think are, are great, so I put them. But that one is my favorite because in the Super Bowl and usually in big games, everything that's close is going to be considered a touchdown first because you don't want to have a challenge flag come out or have to go to or have any debate, period. So throw the, throw the touchdown because immediately they're going to go to review. All scoring plays are reviewed. So... They're going to hedge towards, even if it's close or even if they don't think it's a TD, they're going to throw their hands up. And you have a pretty good shot at one getting overturned. I mean, I feel like I see it every single week in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're getting plus money with it, I think it's a, it's a good bet as well. And that's why I yep. wrote it down. Okay, so another one. Uh, number of Chiefs to have rushing attempts under four and a half. That... That is a bet for me because I only see you get you get Damian Williams getting Four and a half. Yeah, you get Damian getting the ball once. You get Mahomes rushing maybe a couple times. Um, you get Kelsey on the goal line. That's a possibility, and then you might get Tyreek or um, a Hardman a Hardman jet sweep. So I don't oh, see shit. a scenario. I just talked myself out of that. I don't see a scenario where there's going to be five 
rushing attempts? I kind of do. Okay. Well, I'm kind of totally against that, to be honest. I think if they're in on the goal line and they always have struggle running in the red zone, that they actually go like a little misdirection or straight up the gut with um, Kelsey. I think that they definitely run at least one reverse with Tyreek a game. Yeah, so that's, and, that's still four. And then what? I feel like they're going to try some crazy shit with hard. But you can't. You can't bet. On, you you get one jet sweep or one of those thing. One of those things a game. Dude, the Chiefs run misdirection like it's going in a style. Well, they aren't playing the Bengals here. I mean, you're not going to run it up the gut on that front four. <laughs> well, you're. I mean, you're right. But so, who else are you going to give it to? You can't just keep running. I, I don't see it, so I'm sticking with that. <laughs> I'm taking the over four and a half. <laughs> I'm jotting you down. Four and a half plus money. I'm, I'm No, no, no. It's like minus one twenty, minus one ten, or something like that. Oh shit! So they really think it's going to be tight. Yeah, but I remember I or there was a prop for over three and a half, um, or maybe it's two and a half passers in the last Super Bowl. And McVay like didn't do anything interesting, and no one like neither did the Patriots. So I got screwed with that. Another thing I got screwed with that I wanted to bring up when you were talking about the Robbie Goldfield goal was me betting on. Um, f- why, why am I blanking on the Rams kicker Zorline um, to have a field goal in the fourth quarter, and he just shanked that twenty yarder. <laughs> Great the leg. And I <laughs> and I, th- I I swear that was just to screw everyone's teaser last year. And my prop bet, I guess. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that teaser that he missed. So stupid. Um, yeah, I wasn't on the teaser, so I guess I just didn't remember it because it didn't burn. But god, I do remember that. Now you bring that up. It was awful. <laughs> um, okay, so another prop bet I like. Um, this was shared, or I listened to it on the Even Money podcast. Um, you're aware of it. I wonder if anyone else is, but that is my source. Um, the so number of accepted penalties under 12 and a half was what is listed on my book on theirs. He said 13 and a half. So you can go shop and see if you can get 13 and a half, but I'm going to say 12 and a half because that's what I saw. And I think they're going to call this game pretty even. They're going to swallow their whistle. Um, this is a stat that I looked up. Um, so Vinovich is the head referee for this game. And he repped one game for the Chiefs and one game for the Niners in uh, during the regular season. And in those games, the Niners were only penalized four times, and the Chiefs were only penalized three times. Yeah, the Niners are a notoriously not penalized team mm-hmm. I, this I, year. Um, the only way I see this going over is, you know, maybe some false starts, and like I just don't see a scenario where you can get to twelve. Do you? Yeah, I. The only way I can see it is if the speed of the Chiefs. Okay, so it goes back to my original point on over 56.5 yards with the Chiefs' penalty yards. Is I think that the weakest point of the Chiefs' defense is their secondary. And I think in that second half, you're going to see a few more holding and PIs than you did in the first. And then the same thing with the speed of the Chiefs' wide receivers going against the secondary of the Niners. I think there's going to be a lot of defensive holds and PIs. That's the only way I think you lose that. Mm-hmm. I, I still see it where they, they swallow their whistles this game and let, and let them play them rough. So I will stick with the under. Um, another 
Another uh, prop I like is Garoppolo under 29.5 pass attempts. I just don't see him throwing that much, especially with how the last game went. I think that's a lot of a lot of passing. Um, so that's that's banking on the Niners winning, though. That is also uh, it depends on just kind of like where they're at in the game too. If they're behind, I just I still think let's say they're behind ten. I still don't think he gets um, to thirty. <laughs> but that's just me. Okay, my last yeah. one. My last one. Is Kittle receiving yards under 73.5 at even money? And I think he's going to be more of a blocker than a receiver this game. Once again, that's betting on them to win. So <laughs> both, of, the, both of those props are so closely linked to them winning that you might as well just take them to win. Yeah, but you have to have a little money on, on just like small little things just to root for on the side, you know? Yeah, yes, I, I do understand Coming from like a more analytical, try to get the bank for your buck. It, it does make sense to just bet. Both of those things are so hinged on how the game's going that you might as well just bet on the Niners to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, okay, one more I wanted to bring up. Uh, will there be a touchback? And then yes was at plus 280. For the first one? No, just will there be a touchback for both of the, for both of the punters? Like separate. Oh, 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 oh. Like you bet like on either or. Right, but, like do you think that's kickoff. do you think that is kind of like a fishy like they want you to take that and there won't be a touchback? I don't know. You're gonna have to read that one again. That does, that doesn't sound right. So it's basically so there's two separate bets. Will um, Cole quit, kick a touchback, or will uh, who's Niners punter? <coughs> I don't even know. Okay, well, basically him, and their odds are basically the same. That's an interesting bet. Yeah, I mean, I if, if, there's a, if there's ever a punt, maybe they're expecting there just not to be a lot of punts, you know? Yeah, you also have to have faith in your punter, and there might be a lot of fourth and, th- fourth and shorts that they expect these two teams to both go for. It, it is the Super Bowl. Just want to run that by you. All right, I think the last thing we should cover, I don't know if you had any idea on this, but um, potential MVPs. So I have no idea on that, but I I would say don't bet Mahomes. You might as well bet the Chiefs to win. Exactly. I saw him at minus 150. I saw him at minus 150. I was like, this makes no sense. But I think like at a normal place – it's like minus one ten or minus one twenty, because so I don't think anyone else that. on the Chiefs is gonna win the MVP, right? Yeah, I think Tyreek Hill would have to have like a Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey would have to have a ridiculous game. Those are the only ones I see, and I don't think. I mean, it'll be Mahomes who is giving it to him to do that, you know. Um. So I, if you're gonna go value hunting, and you want to take maybe like. If the Niners win, I got three for you. I think if you get a mo- like if you get a performance like Mostert put on against Green Bay, I think you can take him at plus six hundred. And if you're looking for some value on the defensive side, uh, it's Bosa, Bosa and Richard Sherman. Bosa's at plus seventeen hundred, and Richard Sherman's at plus five thousand. And I don't think that I those those are something you just sprinkle a little bit on. And I don't think you you can make a case for Jimmy to get it. He's at two fifty. 
But again, it just depends on if how well they're dominating the run game and if he even needs to pass it that much. And then it'll be more on the defensive side to get defensive MVP. Yeah, I would pick. I would pick Debo Samuel, really Nick Bosa, or Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. I I love the, I love the values on both those, and I think it would be a, really cool to see one of them get MVP, especially especially Richard Sherman. Kind of like his story with how he kind of like got his own contract by himself and like coming in, kind of redemption story, you know? Yeah, he does have a nice little redemption story, and I actually like him more than most people like him. It's a, it's funny he ends up on the team Crabtree was on after he kind of made a fool. Went nuts on him. Yeah. When he when he stunted on Aaron Andrews. I I remember my parents were like, "This guy's such a freaking dirt." And <laughs> and like now he's on the Niners and my parents are like, oh yeah, he's so cool and so good. Anyways, um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I, that just that wraps it up here. Yeah, that wraps it up. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure doing this. Thanks for having me up. Yeah, thanks for coming back and sharing your knowledge with with the people. Um, for those out there, thank you for listening. I hope you like listening to our uh, input and our our takes on this game. Uh, at the end of the day, I hope to watch a good Super Bowl. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to me, SIO Sports Radio, on Instagram. Other than that, I don't think you can reach out to me anywhere else. But, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning and, in. And reach out. Reach out if there's any interest in us doing a little March Madness preview. That, too. Yeah, if you want to hear anything else us talk about or any questions. I think I already said any questions. Reach out. Anyways, but yeah, if you want to know anything, reach out. Um, thank you.